and welcome to another Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast with me, your host, Adam Chalk. And if you haven't listened to the podcast before, what we do on here is give our honest opinion on the things we like or dislike from all the goings-on in professional wrestling, from shows like WWE, Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, as well as pay-per-views, premium live events, indie shows, as well as talking about the latest news headlines doing the rounds. Now, because of my other job being manic busy this week, I haven't been able to put out any podcasts, I haven't been able to get in here and record. So, what I thought would be best is to just quickly summarise the the week that was almost in in wrestling and go over the shows that I have been able to watch. Uh, I will be back doing the regular review shows this coming week, starting with Raw, um, as well as a couple of specials looking ahead to AW All Out and WWE Clash at the Castle, which I am actually going to. If you see me, come and say hello. Um, personally, I can't wait for Clash of the Castle, but that's for another podcast. Now, I'm probably going to miss some bits, uh, quite a bit actually, as we go through this week. Um, but I don't want to be on here talking for hours, doing an in-depth look at every single show and everything that I've seen. So, just talk about the things that I liked and disliked basically uh, so we'll go for it chronologically and we'll start with Monday and it was Monday Night Raw from Toronto um, I really like how the show started personally because the show started with almost half a sort of um pyro going off and then quickly cut to the back where Riddle and Seth Rollins were brawling they brawl out to the crowd um, I like the way that Triple H has seemingly been trying to mix things up at the opening of these shows and going away from the Vince McMahon formula of sort of 10 minute promo to start every single show um, I like it more of this um, then we went into uh, Trish Stratus returning to WWE in her hometown. Uh, she got a great reaction as expected. She got interrupted by Bailey, Io Sky, and Dakota Kai until Bianca Belair, Asuka, and Alexa Bliss came out to support Trish. Um, I have to say, I want Trish versus Bailey now, which I didn't think I did. Um, I think they were sort of hinting at that as well. The The one thing I didn't like about this is the way that Bianca had to come out and put over Trish Stratus. Um, should be the other way around, in my opinion. But there we go. Our first match was then Io Sky and Dakota Kai uh, beating Asuka and Alexa Bliss in this tag team tournament. Uh, I thought this was pretty disappointing, if I'm honest. Uh, there were points where it fell apart a bit. 
I did like the Asuka EO Sky interactions and want to see a bit more of that. Um, but I think it's better in all four women. I think EO Sky and Dakota Kai are nailed on winners of this unless there's something going to happen in the final where certain somebodies are going to return. Uh, but yeah, th- I wasn't that into this match. Uh, Dolph Ziggler then slapped Finn Balor on his ass in the back. Before it was then Dolph Ziggler versus Finn Balor, and this was great. Uh, Finn Balor did win the match, which I think he needs a few more wins. And there were some great spots in here, especially Dolph taking the turnbuckle to the face. I don't know, it was just disgustingly brilliant, and I I love disgustingly brilliant. Um, somehow they managed to get a holy shit chant off a near fall, which is something that I haven't seen on a Raw in ages. Yeah, I really like the the roles of both men, to be honest. I, I kind of like this Dolph Ziggler, a little bit of a resurgence in him. Um, you know, he's never going to reach the, the top of the mountain again, but he can certainly bring others... You know, along a little bit. I know he's not really doing that with Finn Balor because Finn Balor's great, but and I love this this heel Finn Balor. I think this is the best version of him. He certainly has a better chance of success under Triple H rather than Vince. So all good. <clears throat> Personally, I'm not a massive fan of Finn Balor, but um, I get it. I would I. We'll see what happens. The excellent Chad Gable then cuts a promo about looking for new students for the Alpha Academy. He throws out an open challenge, which was answered by Kevin Owens, who got a great reaction from his Canadian fans. Uh, This match was fantastic as well. Really, really good. Owens won the match. Uh, I've got this feeling he may be heading to mix it up with sort of Roman and Sammy and get get in that um, storyline somehow. Chad Gable's brilliant. I really hope that he gets more of a chance as well. I really enjoyed this match. Go and watch it if you haven't. I like the prize fighter Kevin Owens as well. Again, his best version of himself, I think. Bailey then made her in-ring return against Aaliyah. And I have to be honest, I wish they waited for Clash of the Castle for a return. Because this was awful. Uh, poor Aaliyah obviously got lost on way more than one occasion, to be honest. And I don't want to go in two-footed because I think there is something there. But I don't really see why she was called up to the main roster other than her looks, obviously. She's nowhere near ready to be um, on a prime time wrestling show on your TV. Maybe she needs some reps down in NXT, because I, I don't really remember seeing her much in NXT. Maybe she needs that. 
um, certainly needs somebody to to work with her for a few weeks. Bailey tried her best, but yeah, this this didn't work. Champer and Miz then took on AJ Styles and Bobby Lashley. And although this was all performed pretty well, uh, the only real talking point came out of um, Dexter Loomis showing up after using the decoy to confuse security. And he kidnapped the Miz, which for some reason the fans loved. Uh, Yeah, he got a great reaction, Dexter Loomis. I have no idea where they're going to go with him on the main roster, uh, but I'm quite enjoying watching it, I have to say. I don't think Dexter Loomis is necessarily the the greatest worker in the world, but sometimes you can get over with your character. Hopefully he does that. Um, then the biggest talking point of the night happened as... Johnny Gargano surprised everyone and made his return to the WWE. I'm so happy to see him back. Uh, I think he made the right choice in choosing WWE instead of AEW because, let's face it, AEW do not need Johnny Gargano. Uh, But WWE absolutely do need somebody like Johnny Gargano. Uh, he cuts a promo, he talks about his dreams within wrestling. He basically wants all the belts. Talks about being a new dad. <coughs> he gets interrupted by Austin Theory. And I believe I'm allowed to now call him Austin Theory again. Um, if you haven't watched NXT, you wouldn't know much about their history, but they were in the way in NXT. Um Theory goes on about how he surpassed Johnny and now Johnny's the rookie or something. They go to do their high five thing, but Gargano super kicks him in the face and leaves him laying. Great to see Johnny back once again and Theory gets punked out on Raw again. It's it's quite funny how this is happening every week, I must say. There is no way that Fury is Triple H's guy, I don't think. Edge and Damien Priest then had a really decent main event match, uh, which the fans were well into. Damien Priest looked really decent, actually. Uh, looked like he levelled up a bit. Edge always looks good in the ring, I think. Um for his age and for what he's gone through I think it's amazing to see him even in a ring after the match uh, Judgment Day attack Edge before Beth Phoenix who was sat at ringside jumped in the ring to save her husband interested to see where all this goes I've heard rumours of um, a six way uh, six can I put a six man tag Probably, I don't know. That's what WWE would call it. Um, it's rumored to go on at Clash of the Castle with Rey Mysterio joining up with Edge and Beth. I like the idea of that. Uh, so another pretty decent Raw this week, I have to say. Um, it's now 
a much easier watch, even though three hours is still too long. But it's, it's not a... It doesn't feel quite so much of a chore to watch it. It's just got to be good, hasn't it? Uh, on Tuesday, we had NXT 2.0. Uh, and I have to be honest, I only really liked two things on the whole show. So I'm not going to go into deep in it on any of this. And I'm just going to talk about the two things that I did like. One of them was the Grayson Waller effect segment with Apollo Crews. Uh, Grayson Waller has somehow completely won me over. When he first debuted and had his first couple of weeks, I thought he was an obnoxious dickhead. Uh, But he's developed into probably one of the best things on NXT. Um... He was great with his questioning as well. It's just... I find him quite funny now. I can't believe those words are coming out of my mouth. Um, I get the feeling that he would be doing great things on the main roster as well. I don't think that's far off. Because he is good in the ring as well. Uh, The second thing I liked... On the show is another surprise because it was actually the main event lights out match between Tiffany Stratton and Wendy Chu. Um, now I'm not a, a massive Wendy Chu fan, I must say, but Tiffany Stratton is another that has completely won me round. Um, another that when she first debuted, I I, I didn't really get. But watching her work in the ring, I th- I think she's good in the ring. Much better than her character suggests she is. Um, I think a couple of weeks ago, she was hinting at sort of a babyface turn. I don't think they got this feud right. I think, you know, they got it completely wrong, actually. Wendy Chu's meant to be the, the babyface, but has been acting like the heel and vice versa with Stratton. Um... But yeah, I mean, I watching this, Tiffany Stratton looked like a star f- for me in the making. Uh, I'll give Wendy Chu credit because I think this is the best I've seen her as well. The rest of the show was unfortunately either boring or just crap. Uh, I can't be bothered to talk about it. So let's just move on to Wednesday, shall we? And talk about AEW Dynamite. And I... Don't know how I feel about all this from Wednesday. I was really looking forward to it, as I said in podcast last week, uh, especially with the title match, but I kind of left feeling let down, I suppose is the best way to put it. Um, I'll get to the reason for that in a minute. The first thing on Dynamite was the Chris Jericho, Daniel Garcia thing um Jericho wanted Garcia to apologize for putting his hands on him uh we got a you're a wrestler chant really early on uh Garcia talks about Jericho ruining his match with his hero Brian Danielson Danielson then comes out and puts over Garcia brilliantly I thought uh Garcia 
looks conflicted and ends up pushing Jericho on his ass. Uh, Jericho then turns his attention to Danielson and a match is set up for All Out. And then Jake Hager attacks Danielson from behind. Uh, I like everybody involved in this. Uh, the, the Danielson Hager match, I, I couldn't, I don't really care about. But um, what they're doing with Garcia is really good. I kind of think that he may, this may all be just a bit of a ploy for him to um, attack Danielson at some point. I'd love for him to get into the Blackpool Comeback Club, but I just can't see it. So, a good start. Uh, Jay Lethal then beat Dax Harwood. And this was a decent match, but it it didn't need the constant interruptions from Sanjay Dutt. Um, there's a beautiful transition in there from Dax to get into a sharpshooter. But that... To be quite honest, it's the only thing I remember from it. I don't think this was anywhere near as good as I expected it to be. Um, Jay Lethal did get the win, which fine, I guess. After the match, Sanjay Dutt got on the microphone and told Dax that he said that FTR and Wardlow would be in a trios match against them, but didn't say who their opponents were going to be. He then reveals that Jay Lethal will be teaming with Chris Saban and Alex Shelley, the Motor City Machine Guns, at All Out, which I'm really looking forward to. I think they're great. Um, Thunder Rosa then had to tell us that she isn't able to fight at All Out because of an injury. Um, And we'll be getting an interim title match again I have issues with this. Uh, no, no issue with Thunder Rosa taking time off. She's, I believe, she's, uh, got a back injury. Absolutely, take time off. You can't go. You can't go. I'd much rather see a hundred percent Thunder Rosa than a thirty percent Thunder Rosa not being able to get through a match. Um, my issues are she was given thirty seconds in a backstage segment to do this when uh, Punk got a 10 minute promo, Danielson was able to come out and cut a promo Um, you know she's your women's world champion the the disrespect to the women in AEW is um, disgraceful I think she deserved the chance to go out and and explain herself, I think. Now, this isn't really about, or it shouldn't be about, how good of a promo Thunder Rosa is. It should be just having the respect to let her go out and do this in the ring. Um, also, another interim title is something that I, I don't want AW to get bogged down in. Um, I believe this is like the third time. Colton Gunn then beat up his own dad in a bad match. Uh, All felt so fake. Uh, The work wasn't great. You could tell Billy didn't really want to be doing it. Um, It did give the 
uh, the guns a chance to formally align with Stokely Hathaway, I guess. Uh, after the match, they start beating up Billy when uh, Swerve and our glory run out and they make the save. I got nothing more to say on it really. Later though, Swerve offers uh, the acclaimed a title match at All Out. And although I love it, the acclaimed are getting a title shot. I hate that it was done this way. Why are Swerve and our glory just offering out title shots? It shouldn't be that way. And has Tony Khan forgotten FTR uh, or a tag team or? What I don't, I don't know. Britt Baker then beat Kylan King, um, which was okay. Really impressed with King, I must admit, who I think should be offered a contract, and probably will be offered a contract. Um, yeah, we also get the announcement that it will be Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, Tony Storm, and. Then, Hikaru Shida in a fatal four-way for the interim women's world championship at All Out. Uh, Baker, Hater, and Storm, I think we're going to be in the match anyway. But Hikaru Shida, I'm a big fan of. I think she's really good. But where's she been? I've not seen her on TV for what four months. I know she may be in dark and dark elevation, but that is not the same. Just feels a bit weird for me. And then it was time for the AEW World Championship match between John Moxley and CM Punk. Before this even happened, I was a bit pissed off because it wasn't the main event. Um, and like I said before, I was really looking forward to seeing this. Um, what they were going to do, um, bringing it forward from all out what was the reason they must have something massive planned uh maybe i overhyped it because all this was was a squash match after punk uh re-injured his broken foot moxley just destroyed him at the time i felt so let down by this it took my interest away from Anything else that happened on this show. Uh, I have had some time to think about this. And sort, of, and I have been thinking about it a lot. I will be okay to forgive this. If it is woven into a great story. Somehow I don't know how they're going to do it. Just a week away from All Out. Uh, I have no idea what's going to happen. Um... I hate the fact they hyped this up and then delivered this. It's just a bit uh, carny for me. I, I don't like the way it sat, and I think I think there's more people feeling the way I feel than than people loving this. I don't know. A week away from All Out as well now. Or it will be. No, it is. Yeah, a week away from All Out. And you don't have a world title match set for All Out. Again, that doesn't sit well with me. I don't think they've built All Out very well at all. 
And I think this is becoming a trend for Tony Khan and AW. You just get matches announced uh, pretty close to it. They've got to build more. When when they were at their peak, they built um, built into their pay per views. The the MGF Punk story is the one that sticks out for me. And we've had nothing like that in AEW for a long time. Uh, but let's see what happens, I guess, on uh, this week's Dynamite. <clears throat> Christian Cage was in backstage and the match gets set for All Out against Jungle Boy. Like I said, I was taken out of this, so I don't really know what was said. Uh, Ricky Starks then cut a brilliant heartfelt promo full of emotion in the ring. Again, shame this was after the title match because I think this was before the title match. We'll be raving about this. I've I've rewatched it. Um, John Moxley again cut a brilliant backstage promo. Um, best in the world, my ass. And then it was the trio's main event match. Um, United Empire versus Death Triangle. Full disclosure, I had to go back and watch this again because I couldn't remember a single thing because of feeling so deflated at the time. But on second watch, this was awesome. Uh, Ray Phoenix is just incredible and the things that he can do on those ropes just amazing at uh, the pack willow spray bits were incredible the avalanche brain buster from pack was one of the scariest things i've ever seen <coughs> um i wish they didn't do the kip sabian thing in the middle of the match maybe that could have happened after the match or some other time um it felt way too contrived and fake for me why is this knobhead at ringside in a in a box in the first place? That's rubbish. Um, it is United Empire that go through. Uh, I love the stare down at the end with the elite. Kenny versus Will Ospreay is something that the whole world wants to see, I believe. So good stuff. Um, so as I said, I still don't know how I feel about Dynamite and... I'm recording this early Monday morning, the week after, and I still don't know. Um, I suppose let it play out. I have faith in the company to to do something. But let's move swiftly on to AW's B-Show, shall we? And that, of course, is Rampage. And I thought once again that this was rubbish for the most part. Uh, probably better than last week, but not by much. It did start with a decent trios match in which House of Black lost to the Dark Order, thanks to Miro. Um, although the action was decent, I do have a fair few issues with this. Uh, AW made a big thing of who the third Dark Order member was going to be. They blacked the image out on the graphics. 
just to come straight into Rampage and 10 was just standing there. Um, I've got no issues with 10 being the guy, but do you really black black out and shade out the uh, for it to be 10? I, I don't know. Um, Miro distracting House of Black and attacking Buddy Matthews and Brody King was great. Because I love Miro, but I thought they could have done a much better job of this. Because you can see the referee was staring straight at it. So surely, I don't want to be one of those guys, but surely that's a disqualification right there. Um, just do better at distracting the referee. Those little details are the details that people do pick up on. Um and they question what's going on, like this mythical casual fan will look at that and say, well, why didn't the referee just stop it? And I don't know if it was just me, but I I thought that um, at one point that Hangman Page had actually swapped with 10 in the match, because maybe I'm going mad, but the... Um, the 10 thing on 10's chest, the, the lines, disappeared, I thought. Maybe, again, maybe it's just me. I swear it it looked like a different person, but nobody else seems to have picked up on it, so maybe it's just me. If that is what they've done, and it's now Hangman Page in the 10 mask, great. Um, maybe I'm just willing that into existence. Look, this is a fine trios match. Um, I think the trios match we're getting out of it is going to be even better. Not the best friends Dark Order, but House of Black uh, versus Miro, Darby and Sting. That's going to be awesome. Which I'm sure it's going to happen at the pay-per-view. One issue again is that how many trios matches are we getting on this show too many in my opinion <clears throat> uh, Ryan Nemeth then took on Wardlow for the TNT title Nemeth cut a half decent dickhead heel promo on the way to the ring a nice touch uh, he then just gets murdered by Wardlow I have to say, Wardlow's wind-up lariat is getting really over with me. I prefer that than the power bombs. Wardlow needs a bit more of a direction, I think, though. He's just getting a little bit lost. It almost feels like the Hangman Page thing when he was the world champion. Uh, we then had a second squash straight after, which I don't understand. Powerhouse Hobbs uh, basically did the same thing to somebody called Ashton Day. Why put them right next to each other? I did like the new Hobbs entrance. I think that's new anyway. I haven't seen it before. I like that. Uh, after the match, the factory beat up Ricky Starks and punched him in his neck with something. Uh does this feud really need the factory involved? I don't think so. 
Sammy Guevara and Tay Mello then went up against Ruby Soho and Ortiz for the AAA mixed tag thing. And I felt absolutely nothing for this match at all. Uh, I don't really remember anything from it. And I only watched it yesterday. Other than the finish, the finish looked good. But Sammy Guevara has... Um, he's fallen way off for me he was potentially a future world champion just sort of 12 months ago now he's very much a mid-card act and it's a shame Um, but I don't think he cares We then had a video of CM Punk which really pissed me off uh, because it had been hyped that we're going to hear from Punk. Um, hyped by AEW just for it to be a 10, 20 second video of Punk basically saying his foot hurts again. Come on AEW, stop giving me false hope and just do better. I don't don't understand what has happened to AEW recently. I don't know. There's something's happening there, and I don't get it. Uh, the main event was Claudio Castagnoli defending the Ring of Honor World Championship against Dustin Rhodes. And I have to be honest, I was completely bored of all of this. Uh, nowhere near as good as I thought it was going to be. I know Dustin is getting up there in age, but... I didn't enjoy this. Uh, the finish was really weird as well. Not, I don't know whether it was edited. It almost felt like that at the end. But yeah, not, not good. Uh, so another very missable rampage for me. And I hate the fact that I have to say those words. But it is the truth, unfortunately. Also on Friday was the uh, WWE's Friday Night Smackdown and again I have to be honest and say that this wasn't on the level of previous week's Smackdowns um, it was it was okay in places it wasn't terrible uh, we started off with Ricochet versus Happy Corbin Ricochet is obviously getting a big push from Triple H I think which is a good thing. He deserves it. He deserves a chance to show everybody how good he is. Uh, but this match wasn't as good as their match a few weeks ago. Um, Corbin looked a bit off to me. I thought last week he was excellent. But yeah, this week didn't... I don't know what, what the issue was. But it just didn't work. Uh, Ricochet... Looked decent flying around everywhere. Um, I feel another gimmick change coming for Corbin. So we'll see what they do there. I kind of hope they go back to the original NXT Baron Corbin. I like what they did with him there. <clears throat> or maybe we're going to get the down and out Corbin. Which again was great. But probably does have a shelf life. We then get the last chance Fatal 4-Way women's tag match 
this isn't worth talking about, to be honest, other than saying Natalia and Sonia Deville won the match. That's about it. Sheamus and Gunther then go face to face in the ring uh, with Butch Ridge Holland and uh, <laughs> Ludwig Kaiser there as well. They completely sold me on this match at Clash at the Castle. Um, I cannot wait to be in attendance while these two beat the shit out of each other. It's the match I'm most hyped for, I have to say. Uh, it's quite funny how uh, Kaiser Butch and Ridge were fighting while Gunther and Sheamus just stared at each other. Uh, that I don't know why, but I laughed at that. That's quite funny. So yeah, good stuff here. Uh, we had more brilliant Sami Zayn and the Bloodline stuff backstage. In my head, I've got this leading to a tag team championship match between the Usos and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I'm all for that if that's the way they go. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah then book their place in the finals of the tag tournament. They beat Sonia Deville and Natalia. Uh, Rodriguez was made to look quite good in this. Um, but I just found myself getting really annoyed with Aaliyah again for the second time this week because again she looked lost uh, didn't know what to do <sighs> not a great match uh, best put, part of all of this was Bailey on commentary to be honest taking the piss out of Michael Cole um, yeah, Ra Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah and never going to win these titles. Uh, we had some rubbish backstage segments with Maximum Male Models, Hit Row and Street Profits and Lost of Varios and all that nonsense. Uh, I thought this was rubbish this week. New Day then returned by fooling the Viking Raiders. Uh, Xavier Woods pretends to be in a wheelchair. Um, they basically end up Beating them up with kendo sticks. Drew McIntyre versus Sami Zayn was our main event, and this was enjoyable. Um, probably solid without being exhilarating would be the best way to describe it. Uh, the finish was great when Drew nailed Sami with a claymore. Sami belongs in this uh, this role for me. I think he'll be in this role a bit more as well. Uh, after the match, though, the Bloodline attack and destroy Drew um, and ends with Roman... Well, I was going to say standing over Drew, but he sat on a chair over Drew to end the show. And it's all building nicely towards Clash at the Castle, I think. Watching this as well, you probably get the feeling that Drew will be winning the title um, I don't think that's the best idea but we'll see and that's all the wrestling that I've been able to watch this week as I said I've been massively busy uh, it's all gone back to normal now so I will uh, try and catch up with other things 
like Impact from Wednesday and NWA 74. I'll try and watch that at some point, probably today. Um, but I'd love to hear what you thought of the shows that I've talked about on here or any other wrestling you have watched. Maybe you have watched NWA 74 or Impact or, I don't know, anything. Let me know, and you can do that by getting in touch on Twitter. I am at AdamChalk8. While you're at it, please subscribe, comment, leave a review for the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Look out for more uh, shows just like this dropping in your feeds over the next week. I will be back with the Monday Night Raw review. Uh, So much more coming ahead this week. And until then, thank you for listening. I've been Adam Chalk, and I will see you next time.